think uh, David Carr just named you his new favorite sports commentator <laughs> with, with that take, man. You are listening to Tutter Nation Pro Football Podcast. What's going on? This is Tutter Nation Pro Football Podcast. My name is Troy, Papa Tud. We got Noah, King Tud in the house. Noah. What up, King what Tud. up? We got football up, back, up? baby. Woo! Football's back. Football's back. Father Alvarez takes McGee. Hey, how are you? Straight from the monastery. They let me out, man. They let me away <laughs> from my prayers because football is back. I mean, that's an answered prayer right there, right? Amen. Amen. Amen to that, brother. Hey, it's going to be weird hearing Noah referred to as King Tut all season. I know. It maybe it's just because right. it's like week one, but... It doesn't seem right. Yeah, it feels like a title that maybe I should be holding. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> You're going to be referring to me yeah. as King Tut for a while. <laughs> yeah, not, I mean, sheesh. Sheesh. I feel like... It's anyone's game at this point. Uh, no one's taking too much of a lead as of right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we'll see Even after field, week one. Huh? It's going to be a weird year to predict games with all the trades. We have no idea yet how that's going to impact each team. It's true. It's true. I have a feeling. Um, I mean, maybe I should save this for a future for a segment a little later. So I will. I will. Let's just talk about uh, the beginning of the season. <laughs> Jetty, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Beginning of the season, um, week one, game one tonight, Bills Rams. Your boys go into the game. Yeah, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll go live or something while they raise the banner up into the rafters. Shout out um, Papa Tud's Papa for yeah. uh, for those tickets. Shout out Grandpa Grandpa Tud for getting. Forgetting these tickets. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm so excited. This is going to be, I think this is going to be one of the best games of the year, honestly. And it's coming out from the very beginning. I don't know. I don't know how the end of the night's going to go, but all I know is football's back. We got foot, we got meaningful football. And it's nice because when, when the preseason comes, Hall of Fame game preseason, you know, Football is back, sort of. You're watching it, but it's like, and you're kind of, you, maybe you're not watching it, but you're hearing about it, and you're like, oh, you know, is this guy going to make the team, this and that? But one thing that really makes football be back every single year for me is hard knocks. And I feel like this year's hard knocks was better than the last five seasons of hard knocks combined. And the reason for that is one man. His name is Dan Campbell, Motor yeah. City Dan Campbell. MCDC. He's great, dude. He's great. He's he's elect I, I, I honestly feel like the Lions are gonna be good this year. And I know it's I know it's just because of uh hard knocks. But the way that, that dude talks, how many times he says man and um uh, the way that he kind of gets behind all these guys, I don't know. It, it when Noah, did you watch this last episode? Oh yeah, dude. The way when he's just like cutting people, and he's like crying alongside with them, like like literally his like it, you could tell that he hates cutting people more than anything in this world. Yeah, he had his classic Dan Campbell disheveled look, which is where his hat is is resting on part of his head and not fully on his head, and he looks completely disheveled. He had that look the entire time with every single roster cut. Love the man for that. I I, I know it's super hard on him, but uh, it only it only made me love him more as a coach and as a person, and there's so many things that we could go down the list and say, you know, this is why we love Dan Campbell. Did you guys see, I, I just saw this on, on their uh, Instagram, but NFL posted this clip of Dan Campbell being interviewed and the interviewer asked, just fill in the blank, the 2022 Lions will, and then he just sits there for like an hour. He was playing with, he was playing with his goatee, he was playing with his goatee the whole time. I, it was, it, I mean, I love that <laughs> NFL films left it in there because it actually made you uncomfortable and it made you think about it for a second. Like, okay, this is like, 
I felt like that silence told us more about Dan Campbell than like maybe half the rest of the episode. And and, and the other the, like the other parts of the episode told us a lot about Dan, but the fact that he took that kind of time into putting like he take he takes this team seriously. He doesn't want to say yeah. anything that's gonna that's gonna uh you know discredit them or make them seem less than they actually are. I mean, like he wants to use the right verb because he really believes in this team and he really gets behind his team. But man, I just remember he was just twiddling that goatee and he took, he kept pulling at it and it got comical at one point. But yeah, um, no, it, it, it was, it was an excessively long pause. Uh, it was a good answer though. He said the line, the 2022 lions will be the, the team, team that can, that can and, will. and will. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That that was actually like how they ended the hard knock season. Nice. Like that was like the last scene was that question. And it shows him just sitting there in all his silence. And uh <laughs> Yeah, so dude. Lions I'm, are a lock for the Super Bowl. Is that is that what they're ending with? Hey. Is that what's happening here? Listen, there's actually an interesting fact about this. Hold on. One of the one of the favorite teams this year, this in Troy, you know, Troy, Troy predicted this. To actually win the Super Bowl is the Buffalo Bills. That would make Von Miller the first ever player to win three Super Bowls with three different teams. Mm. And if you look at who he's beaten, if I'm if I remember correctly, he's only beaten cat teams. And the only chance he has to beat a cat team this year, unless he repeats against the Panthers, will be the Detroit Lions. There we go. Mm. So there it is. Bills versus Lions Super Bowl. Calling it here. Yo, that would be electric. Uh if the if the if the Lions can come out of the NFC, I will be happy. And my team's in the NFC, but I will I will be happy. <laughs> I will be happy. Um I think Dan Campbell deserves to be uh, one of the best coaches in the league. I think he is one of the best coaches in the league. I think that the way that he coaches is awesome, that he can get, you know, all the players, even when every player he cut was, like, thanking him for everything that he's done. Um, yeah. And you don't really see that. Like, a lot of times at Hard Knocks, you know, the, the guys get a little, like, you know, a little TO'd uh, when, they get, when they get cut off of that. The, so The cool thing about it is, like, you learn, you get to see so many different themes play out in football, right? And one of them is the theme of leadership, right? What does a good leader look like? Uh, I'll tell you this. Who was the who? I, I forget the guy's name now. Who was the coach for Jacksonville last year? Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Good leadership does not look like Urban Meyer, right? It looks like Dan Campbell. It looks like a guy who you know every time you go out on that field, that guy's going to be in your corner. That guy's going to be fighting for you. That's the kind of person that you want to follow, and a leader is nothing if no one's following them, right? Yeah, so, you don't want man, the t- every time MCBC. that guy's in a corner that his that he's like filling up on a girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I still cannot believe that little saga that happened last year. That was crazy. It was ridiculous, dude. Like, and it was just <laughs> week after week after week. There was a new thing. Like he's kicking the kicker. Like it was comical at a moment. Like. Like, yeah, like, yeah, Urban Meyer kicked the kicker. It's just like, what? Like, what? what is what is this? That can't be a real story, but it was, apparently. Yeah, so, MCDC. Man, what a legend. Do you guys have a favorite MCDC quote, favorite MCDC moment that you guys have heard uh, since he's stepped into the limelight as the head coach for Motor City? I mean, I, I really liked on hard. I mean, that... That last moment, I completely forgot about. Honestly, that's probably my favorite. Um, but there was something about there was something about the way that he met Eminem on Hard Knocks that it just like it was it was it very much felt like I don't know like like a dad meeting their daughter's prom date or something. Very much, <laughs> if, I felt like it, it showed his age a bit, but at the same time, it showed his love for the city. He's like, man, you just nobody represents a city like you do. You know, so it was very Detroit of him. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, it, it but little stood, does it, Dan Campbell know that like Eminem talks about killing his wife and putting her in a, <laughs> a, the back of his truck. Hey, is that really that's that off, of Detroit? Is, is that, that off brand for Dan Campbell to? That's true. Or is that off brand for Detroit? 
Yeah, so I, I mean, guess he does represent Detroit well. Might, yeah. might be pretty on brand. Let's be real. I mean, if you guys heard <laughs> 3 a.m. by Eminem, I mean, that's pretty much it. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lyric in there about eating someone's kneecap. <laughs> that's true. That's true. These these two might be the most Detroit things to ever happen to Detroit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I feel like I mean, there's so there were so many memorable quotes from Hard Knocks um, that. I mean, the first week. Literally, he came out swinging with like the first, <laughs> the first thing that they show on Hard Knocks was, um, was Dan Campbell talking about, uh, I don't care if you have one butt cheek and three toes, I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> like that's, that's electric. Uh, I don't know of any quote that actually I've seen that is better than that. What was um, the context there? He was trying to rally the boys. It was the grit, the grit speech, I think. It was the grit speech. He was trying to rally the boys and say, if you're in my way, like I'm going to beat you up. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're disabled. I don't care if you only have one butt cheek and three toes. You're in my way. You're going down. He's like, um, I'll punch an old man. I've done it before. I'll do it yeah. again. <laughs> um, and then he goes on to like even talk about like in that same speech, he starts talking about treading water and like bringing people from the shallow end out into the deep and just like drowning them. Yep. Um, that's like all same speech. So that, that's probably, that probably has to go down as one of my favorite, uh, things that he said. But I think a close second is, um, when he's talking about Josh Reynolds and he calls him, he says, Josh Reynolds is a slippery man. I call him the praying mantis. He's the spider of death. There's nothing about him. He's an effing serpent. Um, and then when he has him break down, he calls him, he brings in the serpent of death. Yeah. Uh, I think we kind of talked about that a little bit last time, but that that's, that's an epic quote too. And just shout out to Josh Reynolds for having spider of death, praying mantis, serpent of death, all your nicknames. Cause that's, that's, that's dope. Deadly. It is pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I think for me, no, uh, MCDC moment can quite live up to your first MCDC moment, you know? And when he first came out on the scene, he came out strong. He came out swinging. I think that was, like, the same week or at least the same season that, like, other head coaches were getting hired. I think, like, Nick Sirianni came out as the Eagles head coach and stuff. And so you you see all of these different press conferences, and then Dan Campbell just comes out. He says, you're going to knock us down. He says, "We're, we're the Lions. You're going to knock us down. But we're going to get back up. And on the way up, we're going to take a bite out of your kneecap. <laughs> Just the most out-of-pocket line. But now so in the pocket for Dan yeah. Campbell. Yeah, no, he, he came out swinging for sure. Yeah. yeah. And he and then he's like, and then you knock us down, and then we'll bite your other kneecap. And then we'll bite his shin. Like, he just starts, like, talking about all the body parts he's going to eat. Before um, you know it, you're just going to be ahead. Yeah, and then it, then 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 the one butt cheek and three toes thing kind of makes sense because that guy knocked Dan Campbell down a few many times, and he's just letting you know even once I've eaten all your body parts, I'll still go after you. Yeah, the cheeks are not off limit with Dan yeah. Campbell. It's not just yeah. ankles and knees. Check your cheeks. I wish that he. I wish they were following the lines for in season two. I don't. I don't want to see the Cardinals. I know. I'm still I know. Gonna, I'm gonna, I feel, I'm gonna watch I, it for sure, but. Yeah, part of me feels like I might not watch it during the season, and maybe I'll use this as a little buffer zone in between the season to get a little bit of football into my life when, yeah. when football's over. Yeah. So that might be a, a move there. Because, yeah, Kyler Murray just doesn't excite me, and Cliff Kingsbury and Dan Campbell might be the most opposite head coaches of all time. Right. I mean, you can always watch. It's always been, you know we finally get to see like a uh, behind the scenes look at how the Cardinals come out the gate swinging and then somehow drop off towards the end of their season and completely look like a different team. So it'll be cool to see the hard knocks version of that. Heck yeah. All right. Um, anyone got a take? Anyone got a little, a uh, little takey take? Give me a take. Hey, give me a take. I want to hear a take from Tutter Nation. Ooh. 
I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come in strong with it. Um, I've been told my takes are, are too soft. <laughs> I've been told, even, the, even though I got the title of, of Takes McGee, some people think, you know, that they're just, they're bland. They got no flavor. They got no spice. And so I was talking with Troy this Sunday, and I don't even honestly know what made me think about this. Um, I feel like we were talking about the AFC West and just, you know, how good that's looking. We've been talking about it for a while now. You got Russell Wilson. You got Derek Carr. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Justin Herbert. Um, guys, I think we can lock it in right now. An AFC West team will be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Mm. Mm. Lock it in. I see mm. it. It's happening. Mm. No bills. No bills. No bills. No bills. Mm. The bills are good, but they're no AFC West, boys. Mm. Best in the West. Do you think because the AFC West is so good, uh, they might like beat each other up too much throughout the season? And then... Or do you think that'll just sharpen I mean, them? Iron sharpens iron. I think they'll be iron sharpening iron, man. Kind of what happened to the make Rams? Each other better, yeah, yeah, right. Rams playing in the best division in the NFC. You know, they're they're taking hits every week. Because yeah, when the when the Rams play their division rivals, like they they do not pull back. You know, they uh, I feel like those are some of the most intense games all year. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean the the Niners usually beat us. And we have been taking it to the Seahawks for the last couple of years now. I don't know. There's a chain. There's a chain in the NFC West. It goes Seahawks usually beat the Niners. Niners usually beat. Well, actually, the Niners Rams. usually beat the Rams. The Rams usually and the beat the Cardinals. Rams usually beat the Cardinals, and Cardinals usually beat the Seahawks. And there's obviously some inner, you know, it goes, it, it crosses the lines too. But that's the that's right. the general circle of how things typically work. And now, Which is weird. That whole, I mean, the whole thing's been interrupted, obviously. We're going to talk about that, yeah. too. But I'm curious, Christian, this has been, I, I feel like I've, I've seen more people talking about this. Like, I've seen more lists of people ranking the AFC West than any other, you know, I guess, ranking list. So how would you, I know, I know you're a little bit biased, but how would you personally rank your division now? Uh, yeah, um, that's a great question, man. I would put the Chiefs and the Chargers up at the top of that list. Um, and I think, honestly, it's going to be pretty interchangeable. Um, I think it's really just going to come down to their two matchups. Whoever wins those matchups, I think, is going to wind up winning the division. Um, I'd like to say it's it's going to be the Chiefs, but I understand that, you know, I do have a bias because I have a personal investment in that. Um, so if it's not the Chiefs, I think it's going to be the Chargers. Um, I think that the Raiders actually might surprise people um, and take that number three spot in the AFC West. Um, I think Devontae Adams is going to be a huge boost to, uh, I mean, like, people sleep on Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a good QB. Um, and so, I don't know, I, ho- I hope he gets a little bit of respect uh, beyond just, you know, people respecting his eyeliner. Um, and then we have, like, the that Broncos. That is respect, though. That is respect. <laughs> Some of the best eyeliner around. And I think the Broncos are going to, you know, be the worst in the division. But I think they're still going to have uh, a decent season. Probably go 8-9, and nine, something like that. Um, we so can even add- is your take that the Broncos are going to be the worst in the division? Or, no, 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 your take was that? AFC West in the Super Bowl, baby. Okay. Yeah. Whoever, whoever, yeah. Because that one, Broncos yeah. take, too, I think is a little spicy. But I think, I think you're right. Let's add I it think. in, man. We're adding oh. it in. We're adding it yeah. on. Not not the same take. It's just a separate take. It takes two, you know? It takes two. Yeah. There's take two takes take. right there. Wait, I'm take curious why why you guys are thinking, because I don't agree. I, I think that the, the Raiders are going to be the worst. Why do you guys think the Broncos will be worse than the Raiders? I mean, I think it comes down defensively. I think offensively, um, there's potential for the Broncos to be better. I think Noah has seen firsthand the magician, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, at work. Um, I know I've seen it firsthand and I hate him for it. Um, but 
And I would take Russell Wilson over Derek Carr, even though I kind of agree with Christian. I think people will underestimate Derek Carr. I think that if I had like a dark horse MVP pick, I'm not saying he's going to win the MVP, but if if we had to all pick like someone who we didn't think was going to win the MVP that could win the MVP, I think it could be Derek Carr. I think he's that kind of guy where he has that ceiling, I think, to be that good if everything is working in his direction. And, I mean, if Derek Carr could take his Raiders to be the number one in the AFC West, especially when the AFC West is so heavy, then I think there's a, a conversation you would have to have where, okay, is this dude the MVP? Yeah. I um, think uh, David Carr just named you his new favorite sports commentator. <laughs> what would that take, man? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I, I just I, I feel like Derek Carr, when he came onto the scene, was really good. He took the Raiders, who were really bad, to the playoffs, yeah. and then he got hurt. And then the next year he was hurt. And then a bunch of weird stuff happened. Then they changed cities. like, And then their their coach um, got fired. And then everyone, you know, he, like, he has had a really weird NFL career. And I think a lot of the times people use that to kind of mask the fact that they don't think he's that good. And now he has one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the best wide receiver in the league on his team. And I just think that the Broncos defense is the worst defense in that league. I think the Raiders defense is actually really, really strong. Statistically, do we know where they stand? I, I don't know offhand where they stand. I, I'm thinking, because I'm thinking about Broncos. I'm thinking about Justin Simmons, Pat Sertan. I feel like they got some pieces there. I know that the yeah, Raiders totally. got like Max Crosby, but um, I, I, he's not like, I, I wouldn't say he's a, like even like a, like a top three, top five pass rusher. I think he's maybe number six, maybe on that list. I don't know. I'm trying. Like, I'm thinking of it. I, I I think Russell Wilson is better than Derek Carr. So, all I, so with that, I'm like, okay, if I put, if I'm, am I more afraid of Russell Wilson on the Broncos, or would I be more afraid of him on the Raiders? And I feel like I'm more afraid of him on the Broncos because you got Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, you got a pretty deep wide receiver room. You got Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and I feel like all they're missing is a QB. But yeah, I'd love to see the numbers on how the Raiders stacked up defensively against the Broncos. Um, but regardless that, that division went through the most, you know, changes out of any division, arguably the most just raw improvement. So I think we're going to be in for some surprises, but also we we can just expect a competitive division, uh, with, you know, those teams generally winning a lot of games, especially yeah. outside of the division. I'll say this. Uh, I think that the Broncos, I think Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Derek Carr, but. I also think that there's something to playing in the division that you're familiar with. And I think Derek Carr at this point is pretty familiar with the pieces on the Chargers and the pieces on the Chiefs. And so I think he gets a slight advantage in just the familiarity of play. Um, and he plays and so, the division well. Like he, he does usually yeah. take one from the Chargers. He does usually sometimes even take one from the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's weird. It's going to be close, but I think the Raiders, again, the Raiders might edge out the Broncos by like a game, but I think that, uh, yeah, I think every team is just going to put up at least eight wins probably. So, yeah. Broncos at the bottom. That's that's pretty spicy. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, so we uh, wanted to kind of jump into a segment as we take a look at the uh, season coming up. Um, there's a lot of people who've been on the move. There's a lot of uh, rookies coming into the conversation. So I kind of just wanted to get your guys' input on, hey, who do you like going into this season? Um, who do you think is going to just ball out that you're excited to watch play? Um, could be someone moving to a new team. Could be someone staying on, on an old team. There could be you know, a rookie coming in um, that you're just like stoked to see finally in the NFL. Any uh, any thoughts for you guys? Um, I think the Jets running back, Brees Hall, rookie, mm. is going to be pretty electric. I feel like the Jets had a really good draft, and he was one of the pieces um, that I like. And I and I always feel like second-round running backs, third-round running backs are some of the most exciting uh, running back because the first-round running backs, especially the high picks, you expect them to be really, really good. And when they're not, or when they get injured, it's like, oh, dang, like that sucks. Um, but the second round guys are the guys that can come out and like really su- kind of surprise you and be like, hey, how, how come he wasn't that good? Um, and I just think that the pieces of the Jets kind of have right now, they're an exciting team. And I feel like they're going to be able to 
to kind of do something. And, and I think Hall is going to be pretty solid. Nice. I agree with that. I'm going to stick in the, in the running back room for my pick, uh, cookie monster, junior cookie monster light. Um, I think he's, I mean, James cook, he's the brother of Dalvin cook. Uh, there's that natural talent there. You can't deny it. Um, I think that I'm excited to see him develop as a, you know, I could see him as a workhorse running back down the road, but right now he's a solid running back. I think he's a better pass catcher than Dalvin cook. Um, already just coming out of college. I think he just needs to get a little bit, you know, stronger, uh, learn the NFL system a little bit, learn the bill system. Um, I know it's tough right now because he's behind uh, Singletary and Moss in there, but I think that within a, a year or two, he'll be uh, taking the the bulk of those uh, those carries. Um, and I think that you'll see a lot of action from him out of the backfield. I actually drafted him in fantasy and uh, just because I'm, I'm so excited about his upside, but had to release him due to uh, just, I needed I needed those spots on the bench, but, but I'm excited to see what he's going to be. Maybe not right out the gate, but soon after. Yeah, the Bills have kind of been needing a solid running back. I mean, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, both of those guys, like, just, you know, they came in when they needed to, but you didn't really have a good running back to hand the ball off to. Um, for me, ah, man, I keep kind of going back and forth on who I want to share, but there's this one guy that I actually gave Troy a super hard time because uh, I hadn't heard of this guy, uh, and he accidentally auto drafted this guy on his uh team in a different league that we're playing in and that's Jahan Dotson uh we I didn't him. I dropped we him never, well. you dropped him yeah, yeah I, p- I picked him up man because uh yeah I mean he's on the commanders the Washington commies um and like going back and looking at some of the tape that you know he's been showing so far in the preseason you take into consideration the fact that the commanders, uh, Logan Thomas is kind of beat up. So, you know, you don't know if you're going to have that tight end threat. Uh, you got scary Terry, right? Terry McLaurin, who's just tearing it up at the wide receiver one position. But outside of that, you are passing the ball to maybe, uh, who is it? JD McKissick and Antonio Gibson. But like you need, there's, whenever there's a need, whenever there's potential, for someone who can step up into that position, there's just so much opportunity. So I think he's got a lot of opportunity. Um, I don't know. I think he's going to be better than people are expecting him to be. So I'm going with oh, John I hope he sucks. Dotson. I hope he sucks. Yeah, man. I bet you do. But uh, I think you <laughs> I think you dropped him a little bit prematurely. Uh, yeah, I, that whole team needs to be dropped, to be honest. Uh, I like the team name, though. Mr. Basura Head. <laughs> <laughs> give me a take hey give me a take i want to hear a take from tarnation Ooh. all right guys i got a take for the year um and i think that mitch trubisky is actually going to finish out the year as quarterback oh man the- you know what that means you know that that means for us we got takes. Whoa! <laughs> we got we got listen. We got head to head takes. I got Kenny Pickett as rookie of the year. I know he's not starting yet, but I got him as rookie of the year. Troy has Mitch Trubisky finishing out the year, which obviously completely makes it impossible for Pickett to win rookie of the what year. What if though, Kenny Pickett still wins rookie of the year? <laughs> But like from a Walter Payton standpoint, rookie of the Walter Payton year. Oh, okay. Man of the year. Man of the year. I mean, humanitarian of the year. That'd be impressive. I don't know if a rookie's ever won that. (laughs) Yeah, it's an (laughs) old man award. It's like, what have they done? You know? (laughs) Yeah. He just came. How how humanitarian can you be? Yeah. But yeah, Mitch. How many? How many sick kids can you have visited? Is that? I mean, that's that definitely goes into the the award. I, I don't. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff I don't even realize. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's um, on that grind, man. Just lives Kenny in Pickett's, the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny Pickett is in the hospital himself. <laughs> uh, no, he. Um, I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the league. I think. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I think he has the fans of Pittsburgh behind him. He went to Pitt, um, so I think they want to see him as their quarterback. 
which might mess up my take. But I honestly think that Mitch Trubisky is not too bad of a quarterback. Um, he sat a year now behind Josh Allen, and he was with that Bills team that was really good. And good I think point. that's going to help him out a little bit. And I think if you look at the, his stats, like Trubisky gets a bad rap because he was drafted number two. And there were so many guys after him that were better, like a Josh Allen that was drafted after him. And it's like sad. But I, but that's not Trubisky's fault. Like if Trubisky was drafted at the correct point, everyone would be like, hey, Trubisky's not too bad of a quarterback. But since he was drafted yeah. number two, he's a bad quarterback. Yeah, people don't talk about that getting drafted too high, how that can hurt you. Yeah, and he never was ex- expected to either. It was it was this weird thing the Bears did where they just like it was a it was a shock to everybody in the whole football world when they drafted Trubisky. So it's not even like he he never excited people really much in college. He never and then they just like reached for him and they're like this is the guy. Same kind of things that with Daniel Jones that happened. I feel like it, and he's kind of in that same boat. The team really loved him. They reached for him. They have him. And now he's kind of looked at as a bust, even though I feel like Daniel Jones is actually not too bad of a quarterback. Quarterback, they could probably be in the league for a while. He's just not a top 10 pick. You know? Yeah. I could see that. Mitch Trubisky making it all the way through the season. Um, Yeah, I like that. I think it it might be a little safe. Really? though? Okay, I mean, Trubisky is not too good. And think about it this way the Steelers haven't had a losing record since Tomlin's been there. Tomlin's been there for a while. That's fair. So if they start having a losing record, there's going to be a lot of people that are calling for the switch. Put in And when you're calling for the. And I feel like people were like, oh man. Pickett did better in the preseason or whatever. I feel like by starting Trubisky, they're giving themselves this out. If they started Pickett and, they, and then they start losing, what are you going to do? Pull the rookie guy that's supposed to be your future? No. Yeah. You know? So they're, they're doing it the right way. They're starting Trubisky. And, but I just kind of think that their kind of plan is if they start doing bad, they're going to pull him and put in Pickett and then ride Pickett out even if they're bad. Yeah. Because they can't do it the other way around. You can't pull the rookie because then that looks really bad. Yeah. Either way, it's an upgrade from Mason Rudolph. They just, they can't put that guy back in there. Did you guys see when they put out the starting roster, Mason Rudolph was the second place quarterback? Yeah, that was ridiculous. I don't know. (laughs) Put out a bag of bricks before you put out Mason Rudolph. (laughs) Yeah, put out uh, um, Miles Garrett's, like, just a helmet version of Mason Rudolph. You, you know what? That's the only game I want to see Mason Mason Rudolph playing in. Just Steelers Browns. That's what the people want to see. But uh, no, dude. They, so they put out that roster, and everyone freaked out about it. What pick? Pick is number three. Pick is number three. Blah 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 blah. Ahead of Mason or behind Mason Rudolph. And then uh, Tomlin did a press conference thing, and he said, um, he said. The copy and paste function is the copy and paste function. That that was his quote. The copy and paste function is the copy and paste function. What? Which is kind of like the quote. I don't know like what the, that means. <laughs> the standard <laughs> is the standard, maybe. Okay, so if you got if you got a backup <laughs> in place already. You just roll with that backup and just throw the I kind of think what he know. was saying is, I think he was trying to make a joke where, like, I think he was saying that got copied and pasted from something, other document that wasn't supposed to look like that. Yeah. But then was trying to make a joke, maybe even to copy and paste, where he's, like, copied and paste, copied and paste into his definition of copy and paste. Possible? Gosh, it makes you think. <laughs> it's got to make you think, dude. That guy's an enigma, man. He is, dude. He's got his Tomlinisms, man. <laughs> what he's, is he saying? Yeah. Yeah, we got to have him back on and ask him. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's my favorite guest we've yeah. had. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my take. And I, I feel like it's not a safe take. I feel like it, like Trubisky's not uh, a sure thing. He I was mean. the Nickelodeon valuable player last year, right? Or two years ago. That is true. Two yeah. years ago. The, the MVP. Um, and they lost the game. So that was weird. <laughs> 
You know, kids, they just watch the first half and then they vote and go outside. And no, you play. guys know what happened with that, right? So last year they didn't do the MVP that way. So the the first year they did it where it was a tweet and you can just vote and whoever had the most votes at the end one. And there's a, a, I think it's the third biggest sports podcast in the world behind Oprah and us okay. is uh, part of my part of my take, Barstool Sports. And they have a lot of followers and they went on Twitter and said, like, Mitch Trubisky is like their friend. And so they went on Twitter and it's like, everyone vote Mitch Trubisky for the MVP. No way. So Trubisky just killed it in the, and in, in like, you know, it's supposed to, if it was just kids watching the game, it would have went to the guy who won the game, right? Yeah. But no, Trubisky just ran away with it um, because he, they got all their people to, to tweet it, which is hilarious. Yeah. That's the power of social media, man. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go. MVP. Um, it's like well, when they're naming, when they're trying to name places and then like, uh, or trying to name some thing and they put it out on Twitter and then all the names are like ridiculous names that get put in and those get voted up like the highest. I remember after Harambe, uh, died, rest in peace. Um, they were trying to name the new gorilla, the, like the new gorilla baby or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. and, uh, the name that one was Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> Harambe Mick Harambe face. <laughs> when you leave it up to the public, man. <laughs> oh, dude, the internet remains undefeated. That is awesome. All right. Well, hey, we wanted to talk about um, some season records. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a Chiefs fan. Uh, Noah, he's Seahawks ride or die. This year, it might be more die, die than ride. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Troy, the the defending champ, uh, with the Rams over there. And so we're gonna take a look through uh, what the season looks like for each of our teams, um, and then kind of predict, you know, which games they're gonna lose, which games they're gonna win, and then uh, go into yeah what their what that record's gonna look like at the end of the season. So. Um, we want you guys to play along with us too. So, hey, if you guys want to do this for your own teams, for your favorite team, uh, just DM us on Instagram. Let us know uh, what you think your team is going to end up as. Noah, you want to kick it off with Seahawks? I'm going to kick it off. I think that this is a really interesting season. Surprisingly, one of the ones I've been like most anticipating in a long time just because there's so many changes, obviously. We're going back to this Pete Carroll uh, old school Trying to get, trying to build a good defense, trying to get a good run game going. I'm, I'm happy with our running back room, and that's probably the end of what I'm really happy about on our team. So I'm going to take a look at our season. I'm going to go uh, game by game. <laughs> We're going to see how these uh, the Seahawks are going to shake out. My Seahawks. All right, game one, open it against Russ with the Broncos. Uh, I'm just going to give us the L on that one. I think the Broncos are are pretty uh, solid. I think that Russ knows us too well. Uh, then we got. Niners, I think that uh, we actually play pretty well against the Niners. I think they Trey Lance is still going to figure things out. I'll give us a win there. Uh, Falcons, I think we beat them. I think they're still figuring out their QB situation. And I think we beat uh, the Lions at the that's a three-game stretch in a row. The Lions, I know, are looking pretty good. They could come out and beat us. They did put a lot of points on us last year. So I, I gave us a three-game win streak right there, and then it gets ugly. We lose against the Saints. We lose against the Cardinals. We lose against the Chargers. And that's a three-game losing streak, and then we beat the Giants. Um, I think that's just because coming out of this, like we're, we don't know what these teams look like. We're just going off of our feelings towards them right now. I don't think the Giants are the best team, so I'm going to give us the win there. So we're at four wins right now. Then we lose against the Cardinals again. They sweep us. We lose against the Buccaneers in Germany, and this one was a toss-up for me. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we're going to lose against the Raiders because Devontae Adams just goes crazy against us. And then we lose against the Rams. And then Classic. we, cl- yeah, Super Bowl champion Rams, they're looking too good. Then we beat the Panthers. Niners figure it out and beat us. We lose to the Chiefs. We beat the Jets. And then we lose to the Rams in the season finale. So I have us at 6 and 11. Um, I think that that's just kind of me putting my expectations, I think, where they should be. I'm looking forward to just seeing something different this season. And it's kind of cool. I love going into the season knowing that there's no expectation for us. Like we're not, I don't know if anyone expects us to win more than three games. So it's either, you know, we, we do horribly and it's kind of what we expect or we have a season that surpasses expectations. 
I like that, man. Yeah, I uh, was kind of just following through, making my picks uh, alongside you. And yeah, I got 6-11. and 11. I disagreed on some of the games, but hey, balanced out to about the same. I think 6-11 and 11 is super fair for the Seahawks. Uh, you know, even even when they're losing, they're still winning some. So yeah, I like it. I have them at 4-13. and 13. There it is. Um, and I think that's pretty fair. Spoken I, like a true Rams right, fan. Right when I, Troy I suggest- could have taken him at three and three and four. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right, right when Troy suggested this segment, I'm like, I swear, if he did this just to disparage the Seahawks, I might just cut out his entire take. I might just give him hamster voice on, in post production. He, he's coming for me on this one. So when you guys hear Troy and hamster voice, you know, <laughs> now, now you know why, why that is. Now you know why. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just think. I mean, there's a couple games on there I think that can go either way. Like the Panthers game, I think, can go either way. The Jets game might be able to go either way. Um, the Cardinals, I think Seahawks are going to take one from the Cardinals. I think Seahawks and Giants can kind of go either way. So there is some room for uh, going either way. All right. Which what's their what's their peak? What's the absolute peak they could do at their what best? What you guys just said. Six. You guys gave them the you best possible peak? scenario. Yeah, yeah. That's peak. All right. But either say, way, seven. And, and and I say the either ways give us the two records that we had. Like there are games that go either way, and I took the route where when they would go either way, I would say they lost, and you guys took the route where where they would go either way, you guys would say they won. And that's how we got to the highest and the lowest. All right, let's take a look at, uh, Troy, you want to walk us through the Rams season? Give us a little bit of a preview, especially since they kick it off tonight with uh, Thursday Night Football. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Rams. Rams schedule. Defending world champions. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, they call them world champions in football because, like, it's really just America. I mean, I guess there's other countries that come and play. Um but, like, world champ makes sense for soccer. Makes sense for hockey. Uh, basketball and football kind of doesn't make sense. but And baseball, too. You can say world. Um, but here we go. World champs. Bills Rams. We're going dub. We're going dub tonight. Um, Falcons Rams. That's another dub. We're starting the season 2-0. and Rams Cardinals. This is sketch. I think we start three and zero. I think we lose to the Niners like we normally do. Uh, three and one. Cowboys, we're gonna take four and one. Panthers, we'll take five and one. Rams, 49ers, we might lose again. Honestly, um, five and two. Rams, Bucks, we win six and two. Rams, Cardinals. They might take one from us, six and three. Rams Saints. Maybe six and four. Rams Chiefs. We win against the Chiefs, obviously. Uh, seven and four Rams. Seahawks, we win eight and four. Raiders, we win nine and four. Packers, we lose because in Green Bay again. I don't know how that happened two years in a row. Um, was that nine and five Broncos? We win 10 and five chargers. We win 12 and five. Is that it? That 12 and five is 17. So I don't know how I, I got jumbled up. I think we're going to be 12 and five. That's my, that's my prescription on the season i think we have the hardest schedule i think that's what it preseason wise we have the hardest schedule is what it came out to um so that doesn't help and there are there are a couple games in there like the chiefs game like the chargers game that i think can go either way so there's probably a two-game swing in there as well um either which direction but i think i evenly distributed those so-so games in both directions. So I think uh, a 12-5 and five is actually pretty realistic for us this year. 12-5, and five. that feels about right. That feels I could see that being the end of the season. Uh, maybe one of you know two teams or three teams that finishes with a 12-5 and five record. It's going to be a competitive year. I got them at 11-6. and six. That was just me going through, uh, picking what I think 
uh, wins and losses will be. I think there's a couple games there that really could go either way. I'm interested to see Russ with a new team going against them. Obviously, the Packers. I think the Rams actually have a better chance to win than most people might think against the new look Packers without Devontae Adams. Um, but yeah, I got I got I got uh, 11 and six, the absolute inverse of the Seahawks. Yeah, uh, I, I I wound up with 12 and five too. Uh, definitely disagreed on some of the games. Uh, looking at that Chiefs game. Definitely disagreed with some of Troy's picks, but yeah, wound up with twelve and five. I think it's pretty uh, much expected for you know the the reigning Super Bowl champs. Um, there were a few key games though. I think the Bills, uh, the Bills Rams tonight. Uh, I know Troy doesn't want to see a loss, but I think Bills might be favored, which is kind of wild compared when you're going up against the reigning Super Bowl champs. But I'm man, I didn't even realize uh, you know, that this was happening, but I'm really excited to see that Rams Chargers game in week seventeen to kick off. That's on New Year's Day too. That might be one of my favorite games of the year. I feel yeah, like no. that's gonna be some pretty big implications. I do think tonight I think the Bills might win. I just I'm going to the game. We're kicking it off. Von Miller's on the other team. Uh there's a lot of reasons why we need this game. I don't know how it's going to end up. I think you could be right. I think that Chargers game could be interesting. I think the Saints game, I gave us a loss against the Saints. I think we could probably win that game. Yeah, you took a while on that Saints game. Because I honestly think the Saints are going to be really good this year. I think last Mm. year, this this year and last year, the Saints receivers are going to be like completely different. Yeah, they got Chris Olave. Chris Olave is going to be there. So I think, and uh, uh, Jarvis Landry. So those three receivers, like that could be a, a... a really nice receiver um, group and like none of those guys were there last year. So like, I think yeah. if Jameis Winston can keep care of the football, which he kind of did last year before he got hurt, I think they're going to be pretty good. Their defense yeah. is really nice. You love Jameis Winston too. Yeah. That's like, I was going to say. You can't quit Jameis. Big Jameis guy. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Let me take a look at what the chiefs got going on for this year. Um, so we're starting off week one against the Cardinals. I think Chiefs take the dub there. Week two, I, I hate to say it, uh, I'm going to give the char- the Chiefs an L against the Chargers um, just because, yeah, I think it's going to be fairly even. Week three going up against the Colts, um, I think the Chiefs are going to take that one. Week four going up against the Bucks. I'll, I'll try. I'm trying to do this as fair as possible. I'll give the Bucks the win. On that one, so Chiefs getting another L. Uh, going up against the Raiders, Chiefs got the Raiders number. Nothing new to them. Uh, they're going to be going home with a dub. Going up against the Bills, we've seen it happen before. It's great football every time the Chiefs and the Bills get together, but I think the Chiefs have the Bills number. They're coming home with a win again. 49ers, uh, yeah, 49ers, I'm not too worried about them this year. Chiefs get the dub. Titans, same thing. Chiefs get the dub. Jaguars, I don't have high expectations at all for the Jaguars. Chiefs get the dub. Chargers, uh, I want to give them the dub, but I'm going to give I'm gonna give the Chiefs an L on that one. I'll say the Chargers sweep the Chiefs. Like I said, the Chargers are kind of the biggest team that scares me in the AFC West. Um, the Rams... I'm going to give I'll give the Chiefs an L again just to be just to be fair. Uh, so you did but, agree with me. Huh? So you did agree with me. Yeah, man, at least going through it this round. Uh <laughs> Chiefs Bengals, I'm going to give the Chiefs the dub on that one. Uh kind of a little bit of a revenge game there. Bengals knocked them out of the Super Bowl last year. Uh Chiefs going up against the Broncos. Anytime Chiefs go up against the Broncos, you can expect a Chiefs win chiefs going up against texans chiefs get the dub chiefs going against the seahawks chiefs get the dub again broncos chiefs get the dub and then i'll give the raiders one uh one win because uh they have beat the chiefs in the past and so uh that puts us at let's see we got four losses so i'm going 13 and four it might be uh you know might be a little high but uh chiefs always win big you know, so I don't think it's anything unreasonable to expect them to go thirteen and four this season. 
I like that. I also had them at 13 and four. Wow. With a couple Let's different go. games that they're going to win and lose, but 13 and four was also my record. I got them at, uh, I got them at <clears throat> uh, 12 and five. Um, I think that they're actually a pretty evenly matched team with the Rams. I'm looking forward to that game. Um, yeah, two games I had circled on here. That initial Raiders game, I think the Raiders have prepared so extra hard for the Chiefs past couple years. I think that they maybe get it done the first game that Chiefs face them without Tyreek, uh, just because they've just they're built to try to, you know, they're built they're drafted to try to take on their division rivals. Another one I have is the Titans. I think the Titans are a wild card team. Um, this will be uh, my little mini take right here. I think Malik Willis will be the starter by that game, and I think that he brings a little bit more to the table than Ryan Tannehill, plus having Derrick Henry, some new draft picks and wide receiver uh, growth there. I think that they actually beat the Chiefs in that one. But Robert Woods. Yeah, Bobby Trees. So I got, yeah, I got 12 and 5, but I think that Chiefs are in for a good season. Dang, Malik Willis starting QB at week 9. All right. I mean, do we just want to make that your, because we haven't had you give us a take yet. No, that'll be my take. Yeah. All right. I like it. No theme song this time? All right, here we go. <laughs> give me a take. Hey, give me a take. I want to hear a take from Tutternation. And that's my take. Malik Willis starting for the Titans by week nine. Nice. I I feel like I disagree with that one. I like it. Here we go. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I haven't seen anything from Ryan Tannehill that makes me I mean they drafted Malik Willis right so obviously there's some question of who's the future of the Titans um but I don't know I kind of see Malik Willis as a longer project um you know it could be a a chief situation where they let him sit behind um Tannehill for a full year I think whenever teams do that whenever a rookie QB just plays the backup for a full year I think it sets them up for so much more success that second year. So that's I kind of hope they let him sit behind him, but we'll see. See, that's interesting. I actually disagree with that. Here's the thing: like, I, I, we're just we're this is about as crazy as it gets for us. Um, Let's fight. I think I think they should have started Mahomes right off the right off the gate. I, I don't think they should have sat him. I know that I, you, there's no way to prove that that would have been the right choice. I think that Mahomes' skills were there. Um, I you think, know, Alex Smith was like in the MVP conversation that year, right? I think still for 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 Mahomes for his development for everything. I think that he, I mean, he, they didn't they didn't win the Super Bowl and they you know they won it with Mahomes. So I think that they should have started Mahomes. I think that he, uh, he even even if first game he struggled a little bit. I think I think just I think they should have started him. And now also looking at some of these rookies, I don't know if it was the right move to uh, sit Trey Lance for a year. Obviously, they don't have a all their faith in him otherwise they wouldn't work so hard bend over backwards to try to keep jimmy g as their backup still um i feel like that doesn't show a lot of confidence in trey lance um so i mean that, that, that I, th- I think it, i think it depends on where they're drafted the need for quarterback and uh kind of like if 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 he's your guy like you know he's your guy i'd say you play him if he's a, like, I don't know if they really drafted, they drafted Willis in the third round and he played at Liberty, which is a very small football school. They were good when he was there, but they, you know, they're not playing SEC and stuff like that, or even Pac-12, you know, they're, they're in like a, a different type of, of type of football. So, and that's the same thing with Trey Lance. He went to what, North Dakota State University. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I love. I, don't know I love if Ryan you just Tannehill. Take those guys and put them into the NFL and just let the, like that's jumping up. I think a couple, and even Mahomes. Like where did he play? Texas Tech. Like that's not one of the elite football mm-hmm. colleges um, out there. I mean, I think now they realize, hey, what we had with Mahomes. I don't think they did realize that because he wasn't one of the top QBs drafted in the draft. Yep. You know. All right. Well, hey, maybe we maybe nine weeks is all that Malik Willis needs before he's uh, NFL ready. Totally, and that's a th- I, I don't have, I love Ryan Tannehill, but you got you got you got to remember they're going for a Super Bowl. Titans have a good team, and they should have won that game against the Bengals. But Tannehill threw three interceptions, and that lost them the game. They had like they had they had turnovers, they had sacks, they had everything that they needed to win. Tannehill really lost them that game, and I love Ryan Tannehill. This is that's the first time I've said anything bad about him. So I think the Titans are are going to be looking at that and thinking, how do we win the Super Bowl this year? Fair. All right. 
Well, hey, let's let's finish the uh, the episode off the way we always do, going into a little tutter and shudder. Tutter and Shudder is brought to you by Bloodshed Inc. Tutter and Shudder is brought to you by Bloodshed Inc. Um, King Tud. So I do. I get to. I get to decide the you order. You get to right? decide the order that starts us all off. Okay, I'm gonna go. Troy, you're going first. I'm going second. Christian's going last for the chunk chunk. Chunk chunk. All right, you said Troy's going first. Yeah, let's have a. Let's have Troy go first. Troy, you got your tutter. My tutter is going to be the Broncos. There it is. Against the Seahawks. Why didn't I see that there coming? Gosh. <laughs> Should have started mean, it off, man. Were we all going to do that? <laughs> That's like I mean, the biggest I just, lock. I started doing the match. I started doing... <clears throat> excuse me. I started doing the... <laughs> I can't talk. You okay? Uh Troy just passed out. Dude. <laughs> I started. <laughs> I have something in my throat, boy. I started doing the math. All right, I started. <clears throat> I started doing the math on this one, and when we just did the thing, and I said they were going to be three and fourteen or four and thirteen. Why not? Why not? It's a revenge game. Um, Mister Unlimited is unlimited he got a contract that was pretty unlimited um and he's about to come in and bronco country let's ride you know what man you just i was i just accepted i actually just accepted i'm like if russ beats us whatever like it's the broncos not in our division i can accept it now you gave me a reason to hate losing to them even more because now i'm just going to be i'm just going to be in my head knowing oh troy got his tutter troy got his tutter i hate that I hate that. All right, whatever, whatever. All right, for my tutter, for my tutter, I'm going with the team that I think uh, could could be the most improved. I know the Broncos probably will be, but I think this team is one to look at. I think that they will actually uh, make the playoffs, and that's the Colts. I'm going to tutter the Colts over the Texans. I love the addition of Matt Ryan. They really just need a steady QB who can get it done. Matt Ryan's a good QB, former MVP. I think they uh, they beat the Texans handedly. I like that. Yeah, that one's pretty straightforward. I like uh, Matt Ryan going to the Colts, too. I think that was a big move for the Colts. Um, All right, let's see. Uh, I'm looking at two games right now. We're going to go ahead and tutter the... We're going to tutter the... Browns. We're going to... I was going either way on this one. We're going to tutter the Browns, uh, saying that the Panthers are going to lose Baker Mayfield's revenge game. And I always love a good redemption whenever you get that revenge game. But I think the Browns are a more complete team. I think that Baker's fighting an uphill battle. Um, I trust Jacoby Brissett as the Browns starter for the time being. Um, So, yeah, I like the Browns taking it. Shunk, shunk. Uh, going into the shutter, uh, we're going to go with shuttering the Steelers. I think I shuttered the Steelers week one last year too. I think every week I want to shutter the Steelers weirdly enough. Uh, I don't know why I, I like the Steelers, but just looking at that game, I mean, you got the Bengals who, you know, uh, have a lot to prove this season coming off of the loss in the Super Bowl. And then the Steelers, uh, I just don't trust Mitch Trubisky. Don't trust their quarterback situation. They've got a pretty decent team uh, all around. TJ Watt is an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow has some nightmares of him already. But I think the Bengals are going to come out with a win. So, tuttering, er, shut, uh, tuttering the Browns, shuttering the Steelers. There we go. Nice. I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. Uh, snake it back to me. I'm going to be, uh, gosh, it's so hard. I just got to go with what I feel because I don't know anything about this season yet. So I'm just going to shudder the Giants going against a healthy Derrick Henry, going against a healthy Titans team. Um, I just, if the Giants are going to be anything good, it's going to take them more than one game to figure it out. So shudder the Giants. That's a, I like your, all your guys' picks. Um, with Tutter and Shutter, knowing that you can never Tutter or Shutter that team again makes it a little difficult. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, I'm shuttering the Bills tonight, boys. Ram up. Let's Whoa. go. I uh, don't know how many times I'm going to be able to shutter the Bills. Probably not many. 
Um, and I don't even think I should really tonight, but the fact that I can never shutter them again, which is good for me because I don't think they are going to be able to be shuttered very often. And it makes my other take true and it just makes everything full circle. So I'm either all in or I'm all out on this one, boys. Can't wait for tonight's game. Oh my gosh. Can't wait. It's going to be good. Hey, uh, like Christian said earlier, uh, DM us either what you think about our, our schedules that we put out. We'll put out a little uh, Instagram thing um, or DM us your guys' schedule so we can clown on you and tell you how bad, how wrong you are, especially about the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> but hey, football's back, boys. Football's back. It's about to be on in T minus few hours. Eight hours. <laughs> right? Seven hours. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right, we are Tutter Nation. We out.